Hi, my name is Salema Mabena Masakela. I'll say it for you one more time. Salema Mabena Masakela. And you are listening to the What Shapes Us podcast. Welcome back to the What Shapes Us podcast, a podcast hosted by one Mr. Salema Mabena Masakela. That is me. I, I, I'm calling these this series of, of conversations the COVID files, I, I realize, because these episodes, um, they're all conversations that I've got in where I can fit them in during the uh, lusciousness that was uh, locked, the lockdown of 2020 and 2021 in its various shades, shapes, and sizes. Uh, this episode is dedicated to the, the streamed non-human attendance version of Lollapalooza that took place uh, in 2020, was it? 2020? Yeah, it was 2020. 2021. I, it wasn't 2022. Um, let's just agree on that. But anyway, in this episode, I got a chance to, to talk to two different bands, uh, Louis the Child, who are an incredible um, electronic duo, brilliant musicians, great kids. I met them, I think, for the first time uh, in Chicago at a uh, at a Lollapalooza and then we hung out at Bonnaroo and I just like these kids they get it and they put on a dope live show um and so we talk uh there's this really great artist uh named Pineapple City in- incredibly talented uh young woman talking about uh you know the the very a very interesting uh journey in hip hop and um sort of the 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 process of of creating and 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 knowing that when you make a song um you're not making it to make a hit you just have to make the song and you have to be wildly vulnerable in order to do so and then if you if you make the song knowing that you have to be true to the song with integrity and be vulnerable in what you're making then perhaps others might like it or some weird chains of events might take place that it's not in your control. They will, they will, people will, will plug into the frequency of that heart and soul you put into the thing and they'll feel it and they'll share it and people will build relationship with your music. But you can't, it's almost impossible to be like, I'm going to write a hit today. Um, that's not how it works. Um, and so the conversation with, with Pineapple City is, is, uh, is really, really fun. Um, and with Lewis the Child, uh, it was it was really about sort of how to how to pivot in the midst of COVID, how to find uh, creativity uh, and still have that same elastic for making the thing when they've been you know on the road and playing huge festivals and suddenly finding themselves like, all right, now we're just going to communicate. Um, you know, solely online. They talk a little bit about their influences and their their process as, as young artists and what keeps them in the game. So anyway, enjoy uh, this special Lollapalooza uh, coagulation of conversations with Louis the Child and Pineapple City on the What Shapes Us podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, dudes and bros, and all others, welcome to another edition of a What Shapes Us Lollapalooza conversation with me, Salema Masakela. I'm joined now by two men who have been here before and are also from the future, Louis the Chat. No, we're not from the future. We're dimensional travelers. Yeah. Yeah. International um, space and time passport. Do you have one of those international space and time passports? Yeah, the interdimensional DMV line is way longer. Yeah. 
14 million light years. Yeah. I think there's a there's a whole record, there's a whole like concept album just based in that on that <laughs> and and that passport. It's gonna happen. The last time that we saw each other, the world was so much different. Oh yeah. We were we were, we were partying yeah. in Santa Monica. You guys were doing a uh, this this dope pop up. You were kind enough to invite me to this exclusive. Oh, you were kind enough to come. I mean, well, be glad to have you anytime. <laughs> and it, it was it was a like a real. That's the last real jump off that I've been to. Yeah, it was really really, really late. It was like pretty soon after everything got shut down, and and you know before everything got shut. Down. What's that? Pretty soon after that. Oh, okay. Things shut down. So like that was. I thought you said it was, it was pretty pretty soon after the. It no, all, no, that okay. was pretty soon after that show. Everything shut down. So yeah, it was. It was definitely very. It's very. It was weird because I I hadn't I didn't see coming what was coming. You know, I didn't mm-hmm. see any of this. You know, foresee a whole shutdown for indefinite. You know, who knows how long? No more shows. No more anything. <laughs> yeah. Not ready, but uh, but I, I you know I, we turned made the best out of it and it's it's been a really good time it's been interesting talking to um different artists through this artist friends and everyone i've spoken to has gone through periods where they were like i couldn't even find my creativity for a minute and then or some people started off really creative and then just like other people like started off because i don't even know what to do anymore and and then found their voice what what's it been for for y'all uh for us it's it's been really nice because we've had time to practice and i'm pretty like i'm aware of like if i sit down and practice my piano for like an hour or, or even even 30 minutes like i get so many ideas so like if i'm not feeling ideas like i sit down and do the like the easy boring piano practice and vocal practice and then from that like i get so many ideas and also i've been reading a bunch and uh just a like a bunch like 30 different books at once like just just kind of skimming and taking notes they're not skimming really kind of actually focusing on reading like what do i want today do i want something on self-compassion or like something on mindfulness or empathy what do i want what do i what am i missing inside me today you know that i want to learn about so it's nice to have that so like that'll influence right the writing that i do you know um and it just makes me feel better and i love growing and uh and and learning more and being becoming stronger and and more intelligent and it's nice to have that time to like focus and, and yeah. we fin- we finished our album like right before the quarantine started so it was kind of like it timing wise felt really nice to be like locked down at home but to have just completed a project and have like kind of just this freedom to make whatever we want you know, it, it timed out really nicely. It's interesting that you finished this record right before the world goes upside down because this record almost sounds like what someone would create to be like, hey, are you in lockdown? Are you in isolation? Are you battling like, you know, different modes of what depression might look like and need a musical outlet to like maybe connect with yourself and feel good? But try this. Like, yeah, it was intention, but that's what the record feels like. Yeah, it's kind of wild that it that it came out at a time like where I feel like people really do need that kind of music, like uplifting music, music that reminds you to to just be happy that you're alive and and on this earth. It's it's kind of wild how that just it happened, you know. And we we made the album before it all all this stuff happened, but it still feels very relevant to what's going on. Yeah yeah so cool yeah we had no no intention of writing about a lockdown or writing (laughs) about you know finding happiness in in quarantine specifically but like there's in what a world we we when we wrote that we had this like visualization of like the allegory of the cave which is an old like kind of philosopher's story where like um just kind of a thought experiment of like people growing up in a cave like chains chains to like the rocks and looking at like the flint like flames um the the reflection of 
uh, or not the reflection, but the shadow of things. And that's the only thing they know is like these moving shadows in the real world. But so they see it as reality. And then like, it's kind of a, what happens when they go out of the cave and see everything for real. And, and like everything they've known is this like shadow and not the true the world, you know? And uh, so it's kind of like being locked uh, in. Pretty on the nose <laughs> of, of COVID times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and then, so it's funny how that matches up and, and also, yeah, just a lot of it is, is about just like finding happiness in, in being alive and not needing any of the, the extra things that, that, you know, being out in the world provides us, but like being able to find this happiness inside you of, enjoying life and, and being you know seeing the gift of of being alive and, and looking out of eyes and having all these beautiful people around us you know yeah uh, even if we can't touch we're still like we get to talk here we we're, it's so nice that we can still connect through, through the internet now i mean it's to get so there's so many gifts we have that we just want the album to focus on yeah it's cool it's really really cool i love i love that the earth gang joint is like that's let's go that's a banger yeah <laughs> and i was i've i've been a fan of theirs for the last few years um to the so point where they're, they're so good and then one day I, I i saw that they were following me on 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 the gram and i was like how is this a thing and they're like no man we've been a fan of yours forever um and then when i saw that you had collaborated with them i was like the world is a great place if this music <laughs> is, is happening. How did how did that how did that um how did y'all meet? How'd you how'd you get up? It's funny you bring up that you saw they were following you on Instagram because we messaged them on Instagram and that's how we connected with them. Because we just like DM them being like, yo, we're huge fans, like would love to make some music with you. Uh got in contact with them and we we had made that beat already and we we knew that song we were like, this feels like it's the first song on the album. Like this beat just feels like it has this like really huge explosive energy that like this feels like it's it's how we want to start the album. And we struggled for a bit to find someone to to sing on it. And we like FaceTimed Earth Gang one day and we're like, you guys got to hear this beat. Like you guys can bring the energy that like we need out the gate on the album. Like you guys can crush this, like listen to this now. Um and luckily, uh, when we FaceTimed them, Olu was wearing like giant headphones and was like, we're like center right now. And like five minutes later, he texted us back. and was like, oh, yeah, we're going to cut to this next week. Like, let's go. <laughs> so stoked because like they like they did exactly that. They delivered like that perfect energy, like right out the gate from the album. And I'm so happy with how that, that song turned out. I mean, listen, you guys, you, you, you know this well, but music is, is such a, it's so about frequency. And when you talk about frequency within frequency is, is energy, mm-hmm. like real focused and tuned energy. And you can hear when you're in it, when you find the groove and you're in it, you can, you, you know, like, okay, this frequency, they have what this frequency is. And the fact that you were, that you make the choice to act on it and just be like, well, we could call someone and ask them to call them, but just they're musicians, we're musicians. Let's just hook up to the frequency, and then you get a gift like that. That's gotta, that's gotta, that's gotta feel so empowering. So cool. They really crushed it, and like I'm a huge fan, just like just like you, just like Rob. Um, huge fan of everything. So it's uh, it's an honor, and it's so cool when you send something to an artist you really love and they're like down to do it and you're stoked and then they send it back and you're stoked on it. Like the whole step of like working with people you love is so exciting and fun. I love it. That's cool, man. Congrats. Congrats on, 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 on the whole, the whole album. I mean, it's, it's special. And I think it, it arrives at the time it was supposed to where people can really sit and resonate with it. And then when you do get back out to that point where you're playing shows, you know, and you, you start to play these songs, it's just going to call up where people were at and what it's meant to them. Because when yeah. you, you, you listen to the way people are talking about it online, like that's what it's like. It's like a, like a lifeboat kind of mm-hmm. music right now. When you, when, 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 for, you, for you personally at this time, 
do you find yourselves because there's two different schools of thought right there's people who are actively just like sort of sitting in place hoping to go back to something like hoping to go back to where the things were and then there's like okay being willing to let go of whatever was behind us being hyper present in order to exist and like build relationship with yourself and then like what's on the other side like not future tripping but being present for whatever is coming which which are y'all i def i'm definitely feeling much more present and and accepting of what's going on and eager to to see what the future holds but understanding that like this is where we're at and i gotta find like whatever it is that i'm supposed to be doing right now like i gotta do it i can't like just sit and fantasize about the, the past or the future like I gotta, I gotta do what I'm supposed to do in this. T- this time is here for a reason, if that makes sense, you know. Yeah, definitely. I, I try not to get too caught up in the future, or the past. Like, I, I know it's good to have a, a pretty clear vision of the future, um, but a lot of times I find myself just working in the now and like being super focused on what's in front of me and what I, what I have to do next, or like what I'm in- inspired by now, and. Um, it's fun to like re- re- go back on memories like playing Lollapalooza and Coachella and like I've always loved to go back and like redo those shows one more time just because uh, they're like huge moments for us like just on, on a trajectory um, but you know I'm, I'm always ready for what's next and always excited to make something new so um, so yeah I feel like we're always we're always pretty right here in the moment and, and focused on what we got to do today and mm. uh we love what what does it mean to you you know you talk about playing back in your mind like these iconic shows that were groundbreakers for you like the coachella show was like game changer um same with with uh with lollapalooza what does it mean to get to get the invite to play this this is a very special thing this this virtual um lollapalooza and the fact that it's going to be free on youtube and this time where people are thirsting to feel that sense of like connective community through music what what does it mean for you, for you to be able to, to, to get this call up it's and, awesome oh, sorry. i'll say real quick anytime yeah. anytime we play lala is an honor and to have them like think of us at it you know for anything is so so cool um and will always be because because of our like chicago and, and um, like upbringing and just because of how much like i've gone to lala and everyone in chicago loves lala um but we, for this one, we wanted to definitely do something special and not just play like a, uh, a short set, but like give them a, a special piece of content because people are like at home looking for something cool and, and want something special. So, um, so yeah, we tried to tried to make a, a different content piece that's kind of like a visual thing that we're we're doing. And and I don't know, I don't know if I want to give it away before it happens. But <laughs> you can. You just give a little light, a light drip. You know, like you don't have to open the whole faucet, but just a little a light drip. You don't have to open the whole paint can, but we'll just drip the paint. A yeah, bit. we'll drip the paint a little bit. There's your <laughs> there's uh, your hint. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I, I will take it. I will take it, and I and, and I look forward to it more than anything. So I know it's going it's going to be special. You wouldn't just be like, oh yeah, we'll just sit in our room and and, and play some stuff. Not not that there would be judgment if you if you chose to do that, but. I know it's going to be sound a little bit more. Y'all are, are 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 super curious about music. I mean, the first interview that we did um, when we first met, I, I just remember being like, "These dudes are music fiends, like hungry." And I remember, I think I had I had we had talked a little bit about like Fela Kuti or something. And you yeah. emailed me up like a few months later, like, "Yo, we got down with Fela. You were right." And now we're in this rabbit hole. And I was so stoked that you that you dipped into it. I, I love talking to you about all that stuff. I, I forget what festival we were at though. Uh, what, what was it? Was it a... Uh, was it Bonner? Bonnaroo? Bonnaroo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we were talking about Fela Kuti and we were talking about uh, your dad's music and I dug into that and loved all of that too. Um, I forget, there's like two other, other bands that I checked out that you told me to check out. But yeah, no, we're always digging. We're listening to like classical and like film scores and jazz and like new jazz and like you know the new electronic music indie like 
anything we can get our ears on that's like new and fresh and uh, something we haven't heard before, whether it's old or new. Um, we just pull inspiration from like rhythms and melodies and all music. And, and then we're just using the instruments that we have now, which is uh, like the, the computer and the MIDI drums and the like synthesizers, but we're, it's still music, it's still rhythm and melody. So we love picking up inspiration from all across the world and, and uh, every type of person. And just, it's so cool to, to be able to, to have this like, to be on earth and have like, musicians that like give you this like beautiful music from all across time and like it's such a, a gift to be a part of and and to be able to experience for yourself too it's like you're yeah witnessing all of time in in music you know and uh and it's it's a time capsule i always say it's a music is a time capsule you can still listen to like listen to ella fitzgerald while you go to sleep and and she's still singing to you when she's like 30 or, or however old she was like she into your ears when you go into bed you know <laughs> you can listen to you know your dad is still playing trumpet you know on on every single record you know it's so cool now that my dad has passed i hear where he was at as a man in the music now that i didn't have the ability to before and i was always like an incredible fan of my father's music and my earliest memories are just what my dad is being in the club at like five, six years old. But I, yeah, like we didn't go to the park. We went to the club. <laughs> but now like I, I hear, I hear him. So I hear him present in the age and the time where he was. And I have an ability now to understand the music more from that perspective. And I've been listening to my father's music my whole life. And I think that's the great thing about timeless music in general is that it takes different shapes where you are and you get you get these different layers frequency wise right of, of where where people were at and hits you at different times for where you're at in your life and i love that that's your goal is to like you know it, it's so it's so cool because it, within your whatever genre it's very easy to write write off uh for people to write off your style of music and be like oh well they're just like they're just these nerds and it's you know whatever um it, it's just a party it's just to turn up to but it is so much more than that you know and, and it's going to be cool to see the way it, it carries forward and that that's what your intention is yeah the intention is to use these new instruments of the, the modern age in classic ways like try to make classic sounding songs and uh still make it fun and fresh for you know young kids or whoever you know just music lovers um just boomers Boomers like me, yeah, like me, I get it. <laughs> what um, what what records have helped get you through this time? Like, what records, like either new or old, that you've just been like, oh, this has got me through. I've been listening to a bunch of new music. Like the new Leon Lahabas album is really, really cool. He has an amazing voice. Um, I'm always listening to. Her. Yeah, she's crazy, like, incredible. Yeah, her voice is unbelievable. Um, and, uh, the, you know, Robert Glasper, Black Radio 1, I'm always going back to. Mm -hmm. Um, I recently went back and listened to, for a couple days straight, I was listening to a lot of 808s and Heartbreak. For whatever reason, I just like, went back to it and, and rediscovered, like, certain parts of songs that I would, like, had maybe overlooked. Like, the song Streetlights, like, when, when the album came out, I don't know why but that just that song just like didn't hit me right. and then i listened to the album again recently and that song came and i was like oh my god this is incredible like like how did i how did i not like fully appreciate this like 10 years ago you know the melody choices in that record are insane and then even the the syncopation and then the, the melodies on top of that I, I went to that show. Um, Same. I went to, or one, there were two of them. I went to one of them. I went to the, I went to this amazing one. And it was the last time that um, I, I, I went to see him. But I'm, gl I'm, I'm glad that's my, I'll put it to you like this. I'm glad that that's my last like relationship connection to him as an artist um, was that show. Because that record is, 
yeah, it's, it's mind blowing. And it's one of those ones that like people for years will be like, oh, he did this. Yeah, that, that's that that's that vintage. That's that vintage Kanye, that that the old Kanye. But but at the same time, when it came out, like people weren't crazy about it. It's so wild. But now it's like years and years later, you realize like, oh, whoa, the, like the ripple effect from a project like that and how many artists that are successful today, you know, owe a, a bit of their success and their sound to that album in that era, what he was doing with like Kid Cudi and Mr. Hudson then. For sure. I mean... There was a run there for like three or four years where just everything that came out, you're just like, I've never, I don't know what that is, but I want to know more. I've been listening to um, that Fetch the Bolt Cutters album, the Fiona record, Fiona, Fiona Apple album. If you get a chance to, to listen to that record, it's insane. Fetch the Bolt, Fetch the Bolt Cutters. And, um, yeah, that record got me through as well as what else? There was another album that I played. Uh, J, the J Electronic album. Yeah. Oh. Finally. Oh. Like that about a record that came like just right on time. Like I'm, so I'm still listening. I'm listening to that all the time still and finding new layers every week. Like what? <laughs> J is special. So special. I I like found him two years two or a year and a half or two years ago with Exhibit B and Exhibit A, and then like dug in. You heard Exhibit A and C two years ago for the first time. Yeah, I was did, like digging through like some hip hop stuff and then found it and it was like this is crazy. And then looked <laughs> like you know Google the lyrics and like you know like have done that a bunch of times just like because I love the whole song like Exhibit C and Exhibit A both of them. Um, and then I, I heard he, he put out like, uh, and I forget the name of it, but it was like an orchestral like piece medley thing where he's like doing like, it's not really, it's kind of like, um, spoken word and not exactly rap some of it, but then do you know, do you know what, which one I'm talking about where it's like clarinets in it and like that, that one's crazy. And yeah, so I dug into like everything from him and was, why is there not more? So when that album came out, I was so excited. I know it's like late into the game to find it, but I was just as excited as everyone else for that album. <laughs> Imagine being like someone like me who's like been starving for the rap, for the album since 2009. Just like, please, come on, yeah, man. I got it way better. Well, <laughs> two years, okay. Yeah, you, you, had, you had a short dance with it. Um, well, that's cool, man. I'm, congr- I'm just, I'm so happy for you guys, um, with this record. I look forward to, I guess, give me a, maybe give us a sample of, of the type of stuff you've been working on during this time, the type of stuff you've been writing. Cause you're not, you can't possibly be writing about the same shit that you would have been five months ago. No, no, we're a lot of stuff we're making now. We're, we're working on another project actually that we're going to drop really soon. That's much more electronic. And like, just, I feel like the the album had a lot of songs, and so we want to do like a another project of just like more electronic stuff to to feed kind of the the EDM kids a little more. Um, but then yeah. we're also, we're also still writing with people and making uh, making. Uh, I feel like. So we're working with 24 Karat Golden, and, and some of the writing stuff is, or like the writing concepts are coming from like, um, not, it's still, still a similar place. We're always trying to like, it's a very Buddhist thing that we're always writing about, like free, like freeing yourself from suffering, or like finding, finding a way out from like a heavy feeling. And we have this song with 24 Karat Golden that's really cool about like, like taking that like heaviness in your heart and like visualizing, like burning it and or like throwing it and like just like the different visualizations like that are really helpful where you just like take that feeling and just like imagine burning it and then like if you can feel that release it's so nice but it's it's metaphorical. Kind of- yeah no, it's metaphorical for right now it's like you've got to you have to unweight yourself of, of anything that doesn't serve you that's the only way you can move forward through right now like serious 
self-reckoning, which is a gift. But most people have never had the time or space to like actually like, oh, I get to do this work and it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. That's good. So that's where, where our head's at right now and kind of metaphor, metaphorically kind of thinking about different ways of, of finding more happiness. And because I feel like like joy and happiness is like an infinite spectrum. You can always get more joy and more happiness. You can never yeah, be happy. Once you make it to the hundred percent, there's still infinite. <laughs> break through the roof and get more, you know? So, yeah. You can't, you really can't go wrong with, uh, with, with joy and happiness. It's got a good publicist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, my dudes, um, if you ever need some like mediocre vocals, uh, on one of these projects, you know, holler at your boy. We we still have to get we still have to get something on wax together. Yeah, let's let's make some stuff for fun. Let's just make a bunch of uh, <laughs> my dude. Thank you um so so much. I look forward to uh, to the next time that we're in a random house party with your parents. <laughs> <Let's go. laughs> What's up, everybody? Salama Masakelli here. I am excited for a What Shapes Us conversation with the queen of Brick City, Pineapple City. How are you in this time? I mean, I think it's really interesting that, like, when you have a, the excitement as an artist for a new project, when you work so hard um, to drop an album, and then the universe does something else completely and all the, I imagine the plans and, and how you were going to go out and just go hard and, 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 and beat the streets for this thing. Um, how has all that been for you? I feel like it's definitely been a little bit of a shift, but something that I feel like I'm managing pretty well. I think that this, this time really gave us an opportunity to really step out of the box creative uh, with, uh, you know, uh, the creative aspects of how we go about things. Um, so for me, it was just really, you know, transitioning from, okay, you know, we're not touring, but I can definitely, uh, still give live shows on Instagram, Zoom, Twitch, you know, there's, there's pr plenty of ways around it. Of course, we've had to do, um, a little changes here and there, but for me, you know, I'm still excited to give my fans as much music as I can for sure. Mm. And it, when I look at your story and, and how you've come up, it's not like you're, you're a stranger in in having to pivot like it seems like your whole life has been really built on like okay this is what happens we're gonna pivot accordingly yeah i mean honestly i was i was talking to somebody about this uh a couple of weeks back like quarantine for me it feels like i've done this before <laughs> you know uh just uh this time around it seems like everybody is going through it with me you know what i'm saying so uh it's definitely um an experience that I'm used to. And, and like you said, I am, I am used to pivoting. I think in life in general, um, as long as you don't give up and you just find a, a way to pivot out of whatever obstacle you're facing, I mean, you know, uh, you can make it through anything and anything is possible. So, you know, that's kind of the mindset I keep for sure. Mm. I know about your, your, your injury, which is crazy. Uh, yeah. Car accident, destroy your foot. You, you basically, disabled for two years before you're able to walk again. Yeah. How does how does an experience like that end up serving you as an artist, you know, when, when you talk about that ability to pivot? Man, I think that just in general in life, I feel like some of the worst times in our life or our worst experience really teach us the most. And um, for me, what it, what it taught me, uh, like I said before, was just really to never give up. Um, I remember even like sitting in the car literally right after I had the car accident and really just having a conversation with God, like, uh, and just really knowing that music is my passion and this is something that I want to do regardless. And so I just have to keep going past any obstacle I face. Um, and so that has really been a, uh, kind of, kind of something that I've, I've talked about throughout my music, uh, from the beginning, but just going through that accident really propelled me to, to push the law of attraction and to push, uh, excuse me, push manifestation and believing in yourself into all of my music. So I think it really just 
it changed me in that aspect to to just be a more positive and resilient person, you know? I mean, reading about you, listening to your music and, and the, the amount of melody and how much it feels like, oh, this person's lived a lot longer than they've been here. But now talking to you, like I'm doubling down on that. I'm like, okay, you you have what I like to call like an awareness of like where you've been, where you're at, and where you want to go. What do you what do you attribute that to in your character? Man, I think it's I think it's something that's literally always been in my blood. And then two, for me, like I have ADHD, like crazy, right? Like, and so I think I'm used to being like like clumsy in some way shape or form or like used to like you know um things happening that may be a little bit out of my control and just finding creative ways to like work around it um so i feel like for me a lot of like things that people would consider like flaws have really become like my strong suits and just and just really finding a way to like navigate through any and everything in my life and uh i really um just want to get that message out to people, man. Like believing in yourself and just and just keeping going can really uh, manifest such success in your life. And um, for me, it's important to share that with my fans as much as possible. One of the things that you do so well is you, you don't try to be anybody else. It's a the hip hop industry, the music industry tries to crowd, especially female artists, onto one little small island, almost like mm-hmm. survival. Right. Like you come out and immediately like, OK, who we're going to pit her up against and create all these interesting dynamics. Watching your rise and, and, and the road that you've been on, you've you stayed and remained yourself. Like You haven't tried to be like, oh, let me be a little bit of her, a little bit of her. What is that dynamic like um, for you? And as as fellow artists who are seeing each other in this struggle as women in, in, in this part of the game. Well, I think what's what's dope about that is that there are even enough women in hip hop right now for me to even be compared to. You know what I'm saying? So I, I kind of look at the positive and everything, bro. I, I commend uh, the fact that we're in a time where it's it's a great time to be a woman in hip hop right now, you know? And uh, for me, just outside of being a woman, it's always important for me to be authentically myself. I can't, I couldn't really live with myself if I, if I attempted to be anybody else. And I think as artists, it's really like our job to, to, to showcase ourselves as authentically as possible because there's somebody out there that can relate to our story. You know what I'm saying? And so as much as we try to uh, shy away from the things that we may not like about ourselves or whatever. Like, there's somebody out there that needs to hear that message. You know what I'm saying? Like, really needs to hear, like, yo, I came from the bottom in a way that, you know, everybody uh, comes from the bottom in their own sense or whatever, but, like, somebody needs to hear my from the bottom story because they have went through something similar. And I just really want to, like, be an inspiration to people as much as I can because I needed that inspiration growing up. You know what I'm saying? So it's really important for me to, like, to spread that and spread that positive energy. Um, and so to all to all the women in hip hop and to just everybody around the world, man, I feel like we all need to be raw and authentic, bro. We all need to like show our real story because there's people out there that need it. I love, I love that, like what my bottom is. Right, you know? right. And, and it's easy to be like, oh, well, she came from this or she came from, yeah, but what is, Everyone has a unique path. No one has what you have to give as a result of what's taking place in your life. Absolutely. Um, you, you and I have something in common in that our parents, um, our fathers especially, were like really deeply rooted in music and yeah. were influenced early. When I read in your in in your bio where you're like, I was going to the club to watch my dad perform at like five or six years old. I was like, oh. I, I had that same experience. My my yeah. earliest with my father were were going to, wasn't going to the park or going to the amusement park or whatever. It was going to to the club and watching him perform. What what did that give you um, to to be to be able to be that immersed in music that way and have your your your, your father be um, that sort of that guide? Yeah, I mean, for me, I'm, I feel like even if I. I never saw him DJ a day in my life. It was like embedded in my blood. You know what I'm saying? It was something in my genetic code that like, yo, music is me. And so to see to see my dad, my my dad owned a record store and, 
in Irvington, and I, I used to see uh, so many hip hop artists that were from the Jersey area just come through there all the time. And it was such, such an inspiration for me. And like seeing my dad, like DJ at all these different events. And then too, like my grandfather's a DJ, like my stepfather's a DJ. So like music was just all around me, something that I could never escape and never really wanted to escape from. And so, especially to have a father, um, from, from North, you know what I'm saying? And and seeing so many legends come out of that area was like, yo, I can do this. I can be somebody. And I really want to, you know, put my mark on the world in the same way that these people did. I mean, just thinking about Jersey, you know what I'm saying? Like Lauren Hill, bro, like, like Queen Latifah, um, uh, Whitney Houston. Like, well, let, let's just start off with those three women right there. You know what I'm saying? Like, my dad, my stepfather, and my grandfather played their records to death because they were from where I was from. And I think in a way that embedded um, a passion in me and also a resilience to just like keep going no matter what. That's dope. I mean, three supreme queens. From, right, right. And I think a lot of times when people think about hip hop, from an, especially like Northeast Coast hip hop, New York gets all the shine. And people don't understand, like, there's a different sort of story and a different kind of grimy when you talk about the come up in Jersey, you know, and that yeah, Brick City yeah. is a real thing. Uh, I love that, you're, that your name, you know, is an ode to, to where you're from, that Pineapple City, Brick City. But how, would you, how do you describe, you know, Brick City and, and, and what you're raised from to someone who's never been there? Man, I feel like a lot of people don't know, like, too like brick city was really like a mecca you know what i'm saying for like for like all types of of creative aspects you know what i mean and um i feel like sometimes we get the the connotation that we're like new york's little brother right and and the only reason that is is because we don't have the um like the big radio stations or like the big the the huge clubs you know that that new york uh may have but we definitely have always had the talent you know what i'm saying we've always um and, and because of where where we are like we listen to so many different types of music that i feel like when you hear new jersey music you hear jersey sound but it's embedded with so many sounds from like all over um that gives us such a unique approach to how we make music and i feel like um just being from the area just just experiencing and living um there really let me know that you can come from anywhere and be somebody. Um, so Brick City to me is like, it's just love and home and just just knowing, yo, like we we can make it out of here and make something better for our community, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't think people realize too how much of a melting pot um, culturally that yeah. particular is. Like you, you're cooking with a bunch of different flavors from all different, all different types of immigrants, et cetera. And that always ends up weaving into the sound. Absolutely, absolutely. Like, and and the cool thing is too, like like you said, we have so many different. You know, people say like like hip hop and R and B, right? But I feel like it's so beyond that now. Like, we have so many sub genres inside of this, um, and that's what I feel like makes Jersey dope because we don't make like one sound of music. You can't say like this solely right here is the New Jersey sound, and I feel like that's what makes our music so universal and puts us in such a great place. You can hear that in your music, and I love the, the manner in which it's not, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even call it taking chances. You're just like, the music you make is reflective of the, sounds like it's reflective of the totality of your musical experience. So you can right. hear that, you can hear that in, in, the, in the way you, you'll have fun with the chorus and like be super melodic. And then next thing you know, like, let me, let me hit you with, with this style verse that you didn't right, see. Right, right. Yeah, man, I, I feel like, like, my inspirations growing up, um, not even just from Jersey, but in general, like, like, Jay-Z, Erica Badu, Lauren Hill, um, Whitney Houston, this is, like, when I was a kid, just hearing all of this gr uh, grow up, and then, like, I was super, super into Neo Soul, and also, like, um, like, like, 90s, like, like, uh, like, Motown, Philly sounds, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I really just loved all the vibrance of like the 90s uh, era, you know what I'm saying? And so 
all of the subgenres that came out of that that era for me really um you know influenced me sonically so you hear all of that like you said like i i never i didn't really like just listen to one style of music like <laughs> for me like this may sound crazy but like soul for real candy rain like bro i must have played that at least 7 million times you know what i'm saying like and so um or like I listen, I listen to De La Soul or like Tribe Called Quest, you know. So all of those things are mixed in there. But then like the hunger of 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 Jay Z, like Reasonable Doubt's first album, or like can, can I Live or like Feeling It, you know, those records really made me want to uh, challenge myself lyrically. But then like listening to Lauren Hill and how she uh, was able to convey her her rapping abilities, but also like her melodies and her singing really influenced me to be like, yo, like, I don't have to just give them bars. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can totally be myself. And another thing I want to say, especially coming from Brick City, you know, growing up, I did feel like if I was going to make music, it had to be hard. Like, coming from Brick City is like such a rugged um, environment that you that you have such an aggression behind you no matter what. And um, just as I've grown up as an artist, that that aggression has kind of just like uh, uh, been directed in a way where I'm more passionate about my music and more passionate about how I express myself. So I'm not really limiting myself to like, yo, let me show them I'm the greatest rapper of all time on every song. You know what I'm saying? Now I'm coming from a place of, look, let me just show them who Pineapple City is, you know? Yeah, yeah like it's fun when you when you get to that place, as an artist where you don't have to win every time like each each song isn't isn't a contest but mm-hmm. of, of that exploration that's where you get to be vulnerable and you surprise yourself i'm sure yeah yeah and um and i that's where i've gotten the majority of my fan base and the support from on records where i was like really telling my soul or like really trying to get people to like believe in themselves or like you know those to me have have really um secured my fan base the most like everybody knows i can you know rap with the best of them for sure but also people know that i have a message that i'm trying to get across as well and and i feel like that's why people tap in with me so much yeah you musically you 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 definitely offer paths like you can hear you, you you can hear that you're giving like Little paths, like little little routes, little maps to how people might be able to navigate um, certain things. I, lo- I love that, like you went to college, you know, you you had the music thing. Maybe the confidence wasn't fully there yet to go go, mm-hmm. and then we're teaching kids, yeah, and, and using music like rapping ABCs, etc. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At what point did you did you go like okay this is cool, but I need to actually take this to the next space? Yo, it's it's so funny because um, excuse me, right before right before that uh right before I was a, a daycare teacher, I was I was taking my music seriously, but like not as seriously as I I should. Like I had a a couple mixtapes. Don't tell nobody under the name City Fresh that are on that piff right now. <laughs> but like that, yeah, like way back in the day. But I was, you know, exclusive. <laughs> yeah, man. So I was, I was literally a daycare teacher, and like you said, just singing, singing songs to the kids. And I remember, uh, I had been thinking about at the time quitting my job so much, but it hadn't been like a, a, a solidified "I'm doing this today" kind of thing. And I remember my boss coming in and I was like rapping a song that I had made up to the kids and it would actually like help the kids learn faster and everything like that. And my boss came in and she's like, man, these songs that you're making for the kids, like uh, you should, you should do it more. Like you should make a kid's album. I'm like, I gotta go. This is, you know what I'm saying? This is, this is going too far to the point where you think like, this is, this is, um, this is where my journey is like this is what and it, it wasn't for me like i love the kids i'm always let the kids city let the kids you know what i'm saying but for me um i knew that it was a piece of myself i would continuously leave behind if i didn't fully mm-hmm. commit to who i was and um it definitely was a journey it was like a self-discovery journey like even though i knew who i was it was like who am I now that I'm making the decision to to go all in? And um, 
you know, God really showed me that right away. Cause like two weeks after I quit my job, I met my producer. Um, it might've even been that next weekend. I'm, I'm not sure, but it was very quick. I met him and then like heard his beats in his crib and was like, yo, we need to make an album like now. Uh, we made that album in like two weeks. I put out my first single, uh, Rose Color. Oh, excuse me. I put out Pepsi first, but then Rose Color. And these songs started taking off like beyond like my wildest dreams. And it was like, for me, it was like, like God was almost telling me like, see, I told you, take yourself seriously. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? And, and for that, from that moment on, it's like, I couldn't, um, I couldn't not trust myself. I couldn't not go all the way in. And that's why I think that's why it's so embedded in my music to like tell people to do the same thing because I know how it feels to be like kind of stuck in that mundane period of your life and really afraid to take that leap. But that leap will, will change your life so drastically. Um, and, you know, there's still going to be negatives and positives along the way, but um, it's, it's way more rewarding, you know? That's a really, really beautiful story, and I appreciate you sharing that because I was listening to something the other day that was talking about like what belief in yourself requires, especially when it's a dream. Like It's one thing to be like, oh, I want to get this job, and I know if I work this many hours a week, I'll make this much money, and I'll feel, feel this type of security. And if you yeah. explain to somebody that that's what you're going to do, they'll be like, sensible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But when you come with, an, with a, an idea of, well, I actually believe that if I put my mind to it, I can do this thing that looks like going to outer space, people be like, well, that's not reasonable. You know, right. why do you chances? And, and what, this, what this person um, pointed out that I never really heard before is like, you need to be a little bit naive in order to achieve your dreams. Like if you want to be able to have your, like if you pick the target and think that you know what the map is going to be, that's, that's just not how it works. There's, there's no, there's no uh, role paved uh, for, for yourself when you're being authentic and you're, and you're passionate and your dream. There's no, there's no role paved. This is literally trial and error. And I feel like that's the, that's the part that people are the most afraid of is that trial and error period because that trial and error period never ends it's no. like a continuous hey let me just try this oh it didn't work out let me pivot in the next direction and that's literally a 24 7 365 on a leap year 366 kind of kind of job that you know uh some people find it hard to really um wrap their heads around and i can totally understand it because i was in that place before I just know what it feels like to be on the other side and just know that it's it's way more rewarding of a of a of a thing. And then two, like like uh, along the lines of there's no road paved, like there's no there's no hours. There's no, hey, I'm gonna work on this from nine to five today and then at six o'clock, you know, like it's a it's a all day twenty-four-seven thing. And um I'm a, I'm super grateful for it. Yeah, especially when you wake up at like three in the morning, and you're like, "Why can't I get this idea out of my head?" Yeah, do something about it. Yeah, I think I think too. Like, I don't know if this sounds crazy. I mean, twenty twenty has been kind of a tinfoil hat kind of year for me, but I, I <laughs> happen to believe that, like, yo, we're we're all channeling something, and we're not really. When when you're in line, when you're in alignment, you have more of a. a a, a, a good energy uh you know to know when things are coming down for you like you know what i'm saying like when you're when you're receiving that when you're not in alignment it kind of just seems like everything is just happening by happening chance. and for mm -hmm. me when you when you get into that uh alignment of who you are and 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 really receive those messages and those energies like it's it's such a it's such a great thing that's why those things come in at three o'clock in the morning like Sometimes you don't know when the greatest idea you've ever had of all time will hit your head. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just grateful for when it does, you know? That's powerful. There's also something I think about how prior to COVID and quarantine, there was still this idea of like, especially via social media, just seeing people successful. Right. Everything that everybody was doing was like, 
look at me, I'm here, I'm doing this, you know, I'm at this place, I'm wearing these things. And right. what it looked like to get there and what that struggle was, there was no celebrating that really. And nobody really had wanted to hear like, I, I got to do what to get there? Everybody was yeah. just like, want that. Yeah. And about now where we've all been forced to like have to be with ourselves, where you there's that level of introspection for everyone to be like, well, what do I actually want to be? What do I want to do with this and what I have left? Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's definitely an important thing to like to note. And then like like J. Cole said, man, it's like beauty in the struggle. And a lot of people don't see the beauty in that, but my uh, most successful times have been birthed out of times where I did not know what I was going to do next. Like, had no clue, no idea. I mean, imagine, like, when I got into my car accident, um, literally every six weeks, the doctor told me, in six weeks, you'll be walking. Like, I, I promise, like, six weeks from now, you'll be good. I mean, two years of six-week periods, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, went on. and um. It was just really understanding that, listen, God just wants to sit me down right now to be introspective. That's why I feel like when I said earlier that the quarantine, I feel like I've done this before. Um, it's, it's, it's something that I feel like the world needed in a way. Like we didn't, we didn't need, you know, I, I've had, I've had um, family friends and stuff that have, uh, you know, suffered from COVID. Um, you know, we've seen a lot of stuff with the Black Lives Matter movement and, you know, rest in peace to George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, we can go down the list. Um, but there's something behind the scenes um, of what we're all experiencing that we all needed to experience and, and we all needed to experience together. I feel like this in a way has brought a, a better sense of like camaraderie understanding and comprehension for like what we all go through as individuals and then like as people as a whole yeah i think um empathy is making a comeback for sure for sure in a way that um it, it wasn't it wasn't the coolest kid at the club and now everybody's like ooh, empathy being able to feel for you and yeah you, ooh, I'm, i might be able to rock with that um and it's amazing how said like there's a shift alignment awareness and suddenly we can have that kind of energy being passed around how does right now with with everything that you just mentioned as far as covid and 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 how that affects us especially as as as, as a black community um and then having this mind-boggling civil rights uh struggle that we that we're in at the same time which, you know, as black people in general, it's already work every day to sort of walk through the world with the systemic issues, right? But now it's amplified in the midst of this thing. Creatively, mm -hmm. in time, how is it affecting you? What's, what's coming up? To, are you writing in, 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 in different directions than you were before? Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think one thing I've always, like, again, I always feel like I'm channeling something, but What's what's always been uh like a a positively weird thing to me about my music is even if I write stuff ahead of time, around the time that it comes out, it always feels like it represents what's going on right now. And um so I had put out my song Lift Me Up um at the end of May and um it was really, really in my mind to to make an acoustic version. Like I had I had no plans on making the acoustic version before this, but like I, something in me was like, man, we, I, I really need to do this. Like I really, and I want to make a, a video and I want to make it as raw as possible. And um, I started working on it. And ironically, the day that I was shooting the video for Lift Me Up Acoustic was the day um, that that happened to George Floyd. And wow. it was such, it was such a, a mind-blowing experience to me um, because I had something that I was really excited about creating, but then at that moment, it almost became like taboo to have joy. You know what I mean? Like it almost became a negative thing to be happy about anything. And so I went to a, through a real introspective period in which um, 
I, I knew I had to fight for something bigger than me. I knew I had to be at the protest. I knew I had to, you know, make my voice be heard. But I feel like a lot of times with artists, we know what to say on a track, but we may not know what to, how to really um, uh, come across in a way that, that, that showcases how we really, really, truly feel. Um, so for me, I'm able to do that, you know, um, through music um, in a way that I can't sometimes with words. And um, so with Lift Me Up Acoustic, it, it felt so it felt so real for the times. And I was able to add, you know, images of, you know, all the people that we've lost this year, um, you know, in the in the video and everything like that. And so that was kind of my offering up to what was happening in the world right now. Um, mm -hmm. I had to take a step back and I had to, you know, reevaluate how. Ooh, Excuse me, I don't know why someone's calling me, but I had to really step back and evaluate how to really handle this time period because not even just as an artist, but just as a human being, as a black person, um, this was a very um, weird time to experience. And, and also a lot of positive things in it as well, because, you know, just going to the protest and seeing how many people are really fighting for our cause was such a beautiful thing. You know, it was, it was like, you know, a, a, a really sad situation while we all came together, but we all came together and we're fighting for something, uh, you know, bigger than us as individuals. And that was an amazing thing to me. Um, so to answer your question, too, as well, like it definitely has changed the direction in which I'm, I, I've been writing my music. But I feel like all of my music has always been like prophetic in a way where like when it does come out it represents exactly what we're going through. And I feel like Lift Me Up was the perfect song for that. I love that imagery of you with the acoustic guitarist on the banks of the river. There's just like, there's, it was, there was something really spiritual to that approach that you took and then marrying that with the images. It was very powerful choices. And like you said, it, it ended up really hitting in, in a way that people could receive at this time. Yes, yes. Yes, and I think that's that's what that's what our job uh, as musicians and artists uh, is to do anyway, is to reflect the times, is to really give people, you know, music should be something like a almost like a, a timeline of sorts, like a like a like a history timeline where I can flip back to these pages and listen to this song and remember this moment in time. That's what music has always been for me. Um, and so I hope to do the same thing uh, for people who are listening to my music, um, because uh, you know, there, there are times that need to be co commemorated in music. Mm. We're going to smell some of your flowers real quick. Um, Kid A, Kelly Rowland. Those feel like two, like, crazy, definitive, like, cosigns where you're, and they come from such different directions. Um, what was, what, what was the, the Kid A moment like? Man, just honestly, like, it, all of these moments to me are like super surreal because these are these are people who I've admired since like forever. Um, so for somebody to acknowledge what I'm doing enough to want me to help them and what they're doing is like is like still mind blowing to me to this day. Um, and even with the 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 Kelly Rowland situation too, um, that was actually my first attempt at writing for someone else and it happened to be Kelly Rowland. Um, and uh, no that's a, yeah, it's no like, <laughs> it's, it's like a, a moment that I'll never forget. And um, even her just giving me the courage to like sing more. I had never in my life dreamed of writing like a sexy ballad for Kelly Rowland in any way, shape, form. At the time I was like, like, like uh, I told you before, and, and, and that time period, I was almost on some, everything has to be the hardest thing I've ever made or written, no matter if I'm giving it to myself or someone else. So, so to really have that opportunity to sit down with her and um, vibe um, and just see that just like me, she's a regular person that just wants to make good music and just wants to vibe out. Uh, that was such... An amazing experience and I'll, I'll never forget like any of the people that that i've worked with along the way because i feel like no matter who it is um you can learn something from everybody and i mean especially the people that you name for sure um so 
I'm just uh, incredible, incredibly humble um, for all of the opportunities that I've had so far. And I'm, I'm looking forward to, you know, doing some more, man, because that really gives me an opportunity to step outside of myself and really put myself in somebody else's shoes and um, try my hat on uh, expressing their individuality, you know? In a, in a year that is, I mean, no time is certain, but we're really in some uncertain. What do you... What, what are your hopes um, for, for, for the music and in the way that you continue to get to grow and, and build audience um, moving forward? Man, I just hope that I continue to gain fans and gain, uh, and, and gain people who really love good music, man. At the end of the day, like, I, I'm not really into, like, oh, I, I'm going to be number one on the book. Like, if that comes to me, you know what I'm saying? Um, if God sees that in my uh, in my in my life, if that's what I've been manifesting and attracting, like I love it. You know what I'm saying? Of course, you know, music has been a passion for me forever. But the most important thing to me is to continue being myself and to and to continue giving people who who love my music already more reason uh, to love my music. You know what I mean? And um, I have a new song coming out actually next week called Balance, which I feel like. The energy is just telling me it's like going to be one of my biggest, biggest songs that I've dropped so far. So I'm super excited about that. And um, we're going to keep this pineapple marathon going. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to continue dropping heat. And, um, you know, hopefully the people feel it. Pineapple. Healthy. It's tasty. Just keep feeding. <laughs> keep feeding. Keep feeding. I appreciate you. I really, really appreciate this conversation. You know, like sitting with your music, I, I, I said... I feel like I already have a sense of this person and we're going to vibe. And this has been beyond anything um, that I could have. I had no expectations, but you, you, you smashed them. And I uh, wish thank you. you. Bless you, bro. I appreciate you, man. I hope you um, continue to excel in, in any and everything that you do, man. 2020 has been a crazy year, but I feel like at the end of it all, we're all going to come out stronger, better, and more successful people at the end. So I wish that same thing upon you that you wish on me, bro. Thank you. I will, I will do my best with what I have been given in the same way. Peace to you. Bless you. All right, my guy. It takes a village to bring you the What Shapes Us podcast. Our incredible graphic design team at Parsons Branding. Music by the one and only Hugh Masakella and my band Alakazam. It is edited by Ernesto Hurtado and Will Broughton. Produced by yours truly, Salema Mabena Masakella. And directed by Ernesto Hurtado, a.k.a. Machete, and myself, Salama Masakella. The What Shapes Us podcast is a Rebel Talk Network production.